0: listening to the hey mama podcast if you're enjoying the show please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes we hope you're having a beautiful day mama welcome to today's episode thanks for joining us today we will be chatting with amy owner of the seasonal mother amy is a mother of two has studied ayurveda is a yoga teacher, Swedish massage therapist and circle facilitator and today we're going to get into all things um, Ayurveda and whatever else comes up for us because mm-hmm. as usual we just go into these episodes knowing that it'll organically work out. So welcome Amy,
1: thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me.
0: <laughs> so, so good to have you here. Um So would you be able to start off by telling us, I guess, your journey and why you are doing what you're doing? Yeah, I'll um, try
1: as best I can to keep kind of, um, try and keep it as succinct as possible. Um, But essentially, I discovered Ayurveda um, about four years ago whilst I was doing my yoga teacher training. Um, And it was something that I continued to explore for a little while um, some of the practices and principles and things. Um, and then I guess what led me to the path um, of deep diving into it was about 18 months ago. Um, well, I guess my daughter brought me to it, really. <laughs> um, I'm a very kind of um, floaty, go with the flow kind of person. And from pretty much the day she was conceived, it was very clear that she needed structure and routine um, and yeah, predictability. So um, I guess that was the start of it. I started to explore postpartum doulas, um, especially not having family over here. Um, That was something that was really important to me to kind of be held and supported during that time. Um, And then I guess, after my daughter was born um that support was just um well I still feel like I don't have the words kind of to describe it not only from the physical um I guess the physicality of being held by another woman during that time um but the nutrition uh the way I ate um the way the way I guess I was cared for and looked after in that time um was just something that it just felt incredible so good that my postpartum do that actually continued to um, come and support us as a family for I think it was probably until my daughter was maybe even one actually Um, whereas initially it was just that six-week period so that experience um, I had foot baths I was massaged um, and just really held and seen during that transition phase. And a lot of things come up for me there around actually how little I would eat during the day as a mother. Um, it was very easy for me to kind of go all day without eating and then eat a huge meal at dinner and to find it really hard to sleep. Like I'm really, you know, really full, like my body's obviously trying to digest a lot of food. Um, And it was, it definitely didn't feel good for me. Um, And then when my daughter was five months, uh, I started to bleed again. So that that bleed, again, was kind of a surprise to me because first time around, I didn't bleed for, I, I can't even remember how long actually, but I'm sure it was close to kind of, 15, 17 months Um, and in hindsight now I see that my body was probably under a lot more um, I guess I don't like to use the word stress because it wasn't really kind of external stress it was more the internal adjustment that I was going through so over the next five months like through that cycle I think that this has been the most powerful um, thing for me I basically used my um, journal and my calendar, and I started to track my cycle. I didn't opt for an app um, because I felt that that was separate to kind of, um, I guess my everyday when I would pull out my journal. And I really started to see patterns in my reactions, in my thought processes, in my patterns. And I guess the choices I was making on a day-to-day basis around nourishing myself and looking after myself. Uh, So that then brought me to uh, my Ayurvedic practitioner that I've been working with for the past kind of 18 months or so. Um, She, again, it was a space that was held for me where I was really seen and heard and um i was she shared with me a lot of really simple tools to implement into my day that were so powerful um that within about 2 months well my cycle completely changed i'd gone from an average cycle of 35 to 40 days um and then at day 19 my mood would dip so so bad um it just yeah even though nothing changed on the outside internally that that changed, and that only I only discovered that through um, journaling alongside knowing what day of my cycle I was knowing where the moon was and things um, I'd also experienced a lot of pain and bloating and cramps which is all of the things that I'd never really experienced previously um, I had had a pretty easy um, menstruation um, so, yeah, within two months of implementing a number of different um, practices, I, re- I remember this day so vividly because so I was day 28 and I hadn't experienced any bloating. It's been um, Things were really starting to kind of settle down. And I was kind of thinking, oh, I wonder how long this cycle is going to go for now. And then sure enough, that afternoon, I started to bleed again. And I enjoyed um, really symptom-free cycles for the next, I think it was about nine months or so until we decided to move home and become transient. And then my practices just went completely by the wayside. Um, So, which (laughs) kind of was frustrating for me because I was thinking, oh, I know better. I can do all these things that will keep me well. But I guess I see now it's all part of, the journey and knowing that externally things are constantly changing. And then if I can just come back to my practices that will allow me to navigate them a bit easier. Um, So I've been in my home, in a new home now for six months and we're really trying out kind of like new routine. Um, And I think for me, Ayurveda is something that has provided, I guess, a baseline routine that I need, in addition to my children. I guess we're more in a dance, whereas before I was kind of like, uh, not taking those micro moments for myself. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much how I got there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I probably could um, go on, Uh, but I wonder, if you'd like me to kind of talk more specifically about Ayurveda as
0: the science the or... So. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah, no, that was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing your journey. And I, yeah, it's, I, I loved um listening and, and relating to so much of it. And um, I think it's incredible how you got so in tune with your body and you were listening and you were noticing all those things because that is like our magic as women you know like our cycle and and being able to recognize the signs that our body is giving us but so many of us have actually lost that because we're just so out of tune and we're so used to actually relying on machines or other people or all these external things to tell us what our body's actually just telling us anyway. For sure.
1: That, I think that for me has been kind of one of the biggest lens coming from a very academic corporate background into motherhood um, and bringing a lot of that masculine energy into motherhood and, you know, getting things done and doing what we need to do to give everything to our children. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it has kind of, it did take, well, I say this is down to, to Thea. Um, she's saying, no, Mom, <laughs> we're not gonna continue yeah. doing that anymore. You need to look after you if you're gonna look after us. Um, no. pretty much. And I feel like that's just her whole um yeah, from, from yeah. yeah, the moment she was conceived, pretty much. So yeah, even though I had kind of an awareness of Araveda previously, um Yeah, it was her kind of birth and um, her entrance into the world that, I guess, yeah, really took me
0: Mm. deeper
1: on this path.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I just love as well how you nourished yourself so much postpartum and you really gave yourself that time because I'm sure that probably really helped with you like getting into your feminine and, you know, most likely contributed to you going on this journey because I think that being nourished during that time and not going straight back into the doing, which is, you know, the masculine and those kind of task-oriented, goal-oriented um way of being which is what we are basically conditioned to do um yeah would have would have really supported that so no I I love those reflections they were beautiful um but yes I would definitely love for you to share now you know the science behind it you know what is what is Ayurveda you know (laughs) there may be people listening who have no idea Yeah, sure. Um,
1: So, Ayurveda is a um, 5,000-year-old science. It's based on nature, basically the laws of nature. So, it's um, pretty much unchanging from when it, um, I guess, back in kind of when it originated. Um, It is a, Ayurveda translates to, it's, I guess, like a science of life or longevity. Um, So, It's all of the practices and and elements of it are, with a view to lead a um, long and vibrant life. But um, I think what I, uh, again, like so many things that draw me to this, um, these practices. But the actual, the intention behind it is to put the um, power back into the practitioner, back into the. person who's practicing so my um the the practitioner that I've been working with held that space for me but basically gave me the tools to then bring it into my life I didn't go to her um I don't I don't know to um fix my cycle or or any of that she she would send me away with well now you can put this in now you can put that in I I remember the first day I was there she was, I was like, oh, my God, I just need to know all of this. I just need to remember it all. And she was just bringing me back to whatever there's space for will land for you. And you'll integrate, you know, what you need first. Um, so I guess coming back to the science of Ayurveda, my initial introduction back during um, my yoga teaching was becoming aware of the doshas. So there's three doshas, um, Vata, Pitta, Kapha. And they are, I guess, three um, three ways to describe the constitution of every um, human. But what, so I spent the early days kind of trying to understand my constitution and um, oh, I guess should kind of innovative comments, what I should be doing to balance that dosha. But I guess what I've come to learn is it's so, much more complex than that. And underneath the Ford or what make up the four doshas and what make up everything in nature are the five elements of earth, water, fire, air, and space. So in, according to Aravada, everything in nature, including us all individually are made up of different kind of combinations and different amounts of all five elements. Um, so if we just take, we we can take human beings, we can take food, we can take the plants and the trees and all the things. Um, But if we take kind of um, individual human beings, so in terms of the, I guess the prescription almost um, for the dosha that I had been working with, I wasn't actually able to implement all of that. And it didn't, some of it necessarily didn't feel that good uh, unless i was taking one tiny little piece at a time so the observation that i did for those five months um, gave me the power to go to my practitioner and say this is where i'm at and then from there she started to kind of give me little elements to but so back then it, it was the fire within me that was really imbalanced um, I guess, yeah, now um, our kind of more edging towards um, slightly different imbalances. Um, but we're born with a constitution and then all of our experiences, all of what we digest. So what we digest through all of our senses, through, so through touch, smell, taste, sound and sight. We're constantly trying to digest all of that. So our digestion um, obviously is comes from like our food uh, and what different foods we can digest. And then depending on our constitution will depend on what foods feel good for us. So, for example, my my daughter is really, really sensitive to things like capsicums and tomatoes. And there's so many ways you can look at that. But in terms of Arabaida, they're very fiery, hot foods. she much rather is kind of more um, earthy, kind of grinding foods for her. And I'm pretty much the same. I um, can't really take that kind of um, fiery element in my food. And the same goes for the seasons. So each of us individually have different components of these elements in us. So I'll use myself as an example, just because I guess that's easier to kind of, I take light in this space, but I'm really fiery by nature. So in summer over here, it's really, really challenging for me to remain cool and calm. And I have a lot of practices now and tools in my tool belt that allow me to remain calm. So the fire within me is, it brings traits such as, I'm very passionate, very driven, I guess very kind of dedicated to what I do. But if, if I'm not grounded within that, it um, sends me into frustration and anger actually quite easily, especially during the summer. Um, that frustration through the summer, like we could kind of talk about it as hot and bothered. Um, but yeah, it's really, um, yeah, I get really imbalanced a lot easier during the summer. Whereas come to winter, winter is a lot easier for me in general i feel way more grounded i love to rug up and go out in the cool air and even the rain i find it so um soothing whereas others of us who might feel that cold and that wet kind of really gets into their bones and they're so much more balanced during the summer so there's those um kind of annual seasons and then there's also the seasons of our monthly cycle so i'll just try and kind of be um brief in terms of our cycle with regards to Ayurveda. So again, there's so many ways um, that you can look at this. But in terms of Ayurveda, if you consider um, the menstrual cycle around ovulation, you're, um, that's kind of like your summer phase, you're fiery, you're, you're more driven in general. Um, and coming down, then you go through the kind of autumn phase and into your winter uh, where you want to go inwards, you want to hibernate a lot more. And what I've learned is it's to, to remain but ba- for me to remain balanced in summer. I actually have to do quite a lot of work in, so during ov- of, uh, ovulation, um, I have to do kind of like a lot of work through the rest of the month. And not, it's not a lot of work. It's just honoring myself, um, to, to have that drive and that passion in a balanced way, um, around that time. So, I do that with my calendar so years on my calendar is um, it includes all the days of my cycle i write day 1 to 20 day 1 when i start bleeding up to day 28 and if it differs i'll just add in kind of day 29 or 30 until i bleed or i'll kind of backtrack if it's a little bit shorter and essentially i will say yes and no to things based on Where I know my energy is going to be at so where I've what I've kind of learned and again I'm talking about myself now as opposed to kind of the actual science um but as we digest in life and our experiences we're essentially protecting our energy so really for me during my winter phase when I really do need to go inwards for my first day one or two um there are things that are harder for me around that time. And so by the, I've been observing now for a couple of years, I can, st- my husband very much knows what he kind of takes on board a little bit more, um, during that time. My next, because I've studied Legion on a Friday, the next thing is for him to kind of take over, <laughs> the weekend where I stop bleeding but we'll see how that goes um but I do kind of um hibernate as best I can during that time to know that I'm kind of rejuvenating myself ready for the rest of my cycle and then the other thing is um our daily cycle so when we kind of wake up in the morning um if we simplify it again to the seasons it's kind of springtime our energy is just rising we get to midday where the sun's at its highest point there's a lot of the fire element is more present and then the energy starts to wane ready for the evening so by coming back to the day um i guess this is where i can share with you my practices that i do on a daily basis because i've started to move with that energy so and again for all of us individually we will all wake up quite differently so there was very much an energy energetic mismatch between my children and I in the mornings they bounce out of bed and they're ready to eat and they want to play and they're just super excited and they've got all the questions and that was really challenging for me to wake up to somebody who just needs to kind of come around a bit more slowly um so I've started to put place uh, put in place things for them where there's a banana on the unit and they just go and grab a banana and then they'll maybe go and play a game just whilst I can take the time to take a big deep breath check in with myself before I get into making breakfast and doing all the other um kind of things um and then so if I got um during the to, around lunchtime so I'm trying more so to be at home a little bit more around lunchtime as well and um, so that I can get to rest and I've started to become really creative around how I get these kinds of things where I'll try and rest with Bodhi and Thea I'll pop my legs up the wall I'll just um, pop my bum against the wall and pop my legs up and just take some deep breaths tell them I need to 10 minutes here and set up a game for them before I do. Or we'll all have a lunchtime bath or something just to kind of um, ground the energy ready for the afternoon. Because I would find that, I guess the cycle of the day, if I got up out of bed and I was making breakfast straight away, but I hadn't really even checked in with myself and I hadn't taken any rest um, during the day because it's so easy to keep going, going, going. By 3 or 4 o'clock, I was finding myself raising my voice and getting really easily. Ultimately, I was just tired and hungry because I also hadn't sat down to eat, probably. Um, and I'd been raising my voice, and I'd be really excited for bedtime, um, just so that I could have a minute to myself. And so I guess Ayurveda has, began, has helped me to weave in these little practices. And it's not perfect, but... Um, to prevent those real highs and lows. Um, And then in the evening, I'll do Abayanga. So it's a self massage uh, with, I use black sesame oil and I will start at my head, I'll massage my face and really bring my attention into my body. So with my my touch, um, yeah, just really noticing what I can kind of feel under my skin. before i then kind of settle down to rest in the night and that then feeds into how i get up in the morning um so there's all these well there's just there are so many i guess um there is a list Araveda has a really um i guess big list of what you could do when you get up in the morning what could be your morning routine your nightly routine and i think in the first couple of years that was if I didn't do it all then I didn't do any of it because I just thought oh well this is the whole routine that I need to do um and yet the so I guess yeah two years ago I um was able to just start putting one little thing in um into my day um so yeah so it's a um incredibly holistic science that um looks at essentially our digestion of life <laughs> that we take in through our senses so um a lot of the again a lot i'm working on at the moment and it's actually um for me quite a challenging part is eating the nutrition the sitting down to really be with your food and eat three meals a day um because the length of time I was going without eating or kind of picking, um, that was creating so many imbalances in my digestion, which is creating so many imbalances in other kind of areas um, of my, well, my
0: energy. Actually just been listening, going, yes, oh my gosh, I relate. That's amazing. That's new information. I love it. Like, yeah, I, and I didn't want to interrupt you because you were just flowing. It was beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Thank you. Yes. So, thank you, thank you so much for for sharing all that because I know how valuable that will be to people. Because, like, if yeah, if anything like me, there'll be so much that they resonate with and so much that they can take on board. Because yeah, I certainly will be. Um, I oh, do. You want to now share with us where we can find you and what you're up to and what you're offering? Yeah, for sure. So.
1: I am currently, I have a Instagram page. It's called The Seasonal Mother. I am actually not hugely active on Instagram. I have an interesting relationship with um, social media, but um, (laughs) I will be offering a number of um, different workshops and circles in 2022. Um, I will also be offering courses online and doing um, kind of one-to-one consultations as my studies evolve um i would love to i've got a um, space where i can offer consultations and massage um so yeah so if you do want to connect with me or find out more please reach out to my instagram page and ask any questions or um yeah keep up to date with the offerings that are coming really really soon
0: amazing I feel like I haven't said anything this episode but much like am I've just been you know taking it all in and I think it's really really important that you know we can share so much about like I guess the uh, the stuff of it but when you hear personal experiences and hear people sharing you know their insights and the lessons that they've learned and how they've empowered themselves then it makes such a difference to
1: to me and to the people listening so thank you so I'm much sorry. amy it was no yeah no, it thank was you. so good
0: thank you yeah. so much <laughs>
1: thank you so much for having me i'm really grateful for having this space to kind of yeah just talk it out and um yeah yeah awesome. how
0: good is talking Yay. hello and welcome to the hey mama podcast supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood going back to basics changing our stories and trusting ourselves i'm emily and i'm annabelle
1: hey mama